how old were you when you made your first $1 million? 16. Do you feel like you grew up too fast? I did. I think I, I definitely felt like I grew up a little too fast. To some extent, I didn't really have that phase of being that wild teenager. Would you say you still have those wild teenager moments or not really? Of course. <laughs> Welcome to The Nest. Hey guys, let me just pause this podcast to thank our sponsors, fourth of all. They're the reasons that we can make this a reality and we can make this podcast even happen. They've helped me and Jade in so many different ways and we can't thank them enough. For a limited time, we're giving away $25 to anyone that uses our link, fourthwell.com slash finesse. To give you a little context, Fourthwell helps us empower our website with merchandise, memberships, and even shares our content and gives us a website to put everything, all of our content, all in one place. We want to thank them for helping us help build our dream website and help us empower our community. That's again, fourthwall.com slash finesse. And now, back to the podcast. Hi, everybody. My name is Jade. Hi, everybody. My name is Karu. And this is our first episode of Finest. All right, let's give a story of the week before we begin. What's the story of the week? If you want me to start, I can. Um, I think I got a story. Okay. Um, I just came back from a vid summit. Oh, my God. Wait, how was it? Isn't it like the tech bro summit of like creators? It is. It's a lot more intimate than VidCon. Right. And it's older, too, right? Yeah. Are you roasting a bit someone right now? You know what? I I, I admire the effort. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? How was it? It was just not giving. You know, like mm. I I think it it like it wanted itself to be like this really cool event, which just ended up being like you know people gathering at a hotel lobby. You know what I mean? Did you meet some interesting people? I did. Okay. I, I think for what it's worth, that thousand thousand two hundred. <laughs> That I had to pr- had to purchase. Um, so expensive. That is very expensive. That is, for context, that is three times more expensive than VidCon's most expensive pass. Yes, exactly. It's pretty insane. But you got to meet some cool people. I got to meet some really cool people. I think it made me meet people that I wouldn't normally meet just ordinarily. Right. So the people are good. The conference itself is meh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that, that, that's about it, yes. I mean, I've been to Vitsamit before, but I didn't go last this year for a reason. Anyways, so let's talk about, you know, a little bit about what the podcast is. Now that you know a little bit about some fun pieces about our life this week, um, tell me a little bit about what does finesse mean to you? I think, you know, myself included and you as well, Jade, we kind of moved here to LA relatively really young. Um, for the audience listening in watching us on youtube listening to us in your phone car i'm actually 19 what surprise don't tell don't tell um what's the biggest la club i have no idea i don't know either we don't go clubbing. we don't <laughs> but you know we're we're working you know we're we're working girlies you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i actually just turned 19 a few oh weeks gosh. ago i moved here very young and I think Jade has a similar story where she kind of moved here. You were 17, right? Yeah. You actually remember that. You don't remember a lot of things, but you remember that. 
I think it's just, you know, it's like a wow moment, it you know, is. like moving out on your own at 17. Some it people is. don't move out until they're 18. You know what I mean? They, Some people never move out, which is not <laughs> also not a bad thing too. save your money, save your coins. Exactly. You know, like if that if that's the hustle, I respect it. I felt like we wanted to start this podcast to show people that people like us, I moved here halfway across the world. Mm-hmm, crazy. Um, that you can make it that you can succeed, that you don't have to go to college, you don't have to go mm-hmm. to these traditional routes that society uh, shows us as, like, the only way to make it. You can finesse it a little finesse bit. Finesse it, exactly. You get the vibe? Okay. Um, for me, finesse, this podcast also is similarly about sharing other people's stories that come from different backgrounds, come from different areas of careers, and also finesse it. It's just to show you guys that the most put together people also don't have it put together you know you can just wing it as they say so okay the way this is going to work is you guys should get to know us as podcast hosts we're going to have a bunch of people on this pod do you want to name some stars potentially so people can get excited i don't want to like spoil anything because i want people to kind of be excited so you better download and favorite this episode so you guys exactly follow that button subscribe if you're on youtube (laughs) um you know we're all we're on all the platforms i think um we are going to be interviewing a man in a green suit soon wow so we're gonna have some really interesting guests so make sure you guys stay tuned but before that let's get to know me and Carl. so jade um who are you wearing today (laughs) this is such a bad day to ask me this question it's so embarrassing (laughs) What? What are you wearing? I'm gonna get canceled for <laughs> I did not think about this question when I was getting ready. Oh okay, so I'm wearing three rings. They're grafted to me. One's by Karu. Now, the most scandalous thing I'm wearing is this two-piece set. <laughs> Guess where it's from? Shane. No. Oh my god. Not that bad. Not that bad. Okay. Secondary scandalous, like the second worst. Zara. No, 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 no. Oh, third, third. Worst. Like, think about. Wish.com. No! <laughs> okay, fourth. <laughs> Think about a multi-billion dollar conglomerate company. Walmart. No, it's Amazon. Oh, that's not too bad. Oh, really? Okay, my entire outfit, like my two-piece set from Amazon. What about you? What are you wearing? It's a t-shirt by Heron Preston. He's, um, he's, a, he's a designer. He's an amazing designer. Okay. I love him. I like he. I like how Karu has designer, and I'm wearing Amazon. That's because a little it's, picture of our friend. Uh, well, you know, like I don't think this was too expensive. Oh, really? uh, plus, you know, this was gifted by my mom. Oh, okay, that's even better. Now that we finished investigating Jade's clothes today, mm-hmm. we're gonna check in with her more as a person, wow. as a businesswoman. Wow. What do you do? <laughs> that question, if you guys have Asian parents, is the most anxiety-driven question. Because they're like, what, what do you do, Jade? Okay. Yes. So what I do is I make videos, and I have two ways I do so. I have oh. my personal brand where I make surfing entrepreneurship content on TikTok and YouTube and this podcast. And then I also have my agency side where I'll help brands post on their profile. And it's usually not my face. I'll usually hire a creator. I hope that was the most cohesive answer because I've, I've been rehearsing this. For like weeks. <laughs> well, but also you got to understand you are also a speaker, a I'm motivational a speaker. speaker. I you, am do a lot of, you do a lot of panel work. Oh yeah. I forgot. I'm an activist, speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, um, investor. It's, it's philanthropist. 
philanthropist? What, what did I say? Philanthropus. Philanthropus. <laughs> um, I also do music. Yeah, you're right. I'm a jack of all trades. Oh, that, this is pretty interesting. And I, I feel like I still, I'm still learning mm-hmm. about it every day. How did you start? Oh my gosh. The heck? The heck? How did you make your money, girl? How did I make my money? Well, my first dollar I ever made when I was, out, when I was nine years old, um, I made my YouTube channel for fun because at the time I had eczema, but really bad. So I couldn't go to school. I was like at home a lot. So I wanted to make friends online. So I made a doll videos. I was playing a little, little pet shops. If you guys know what that is, you are a homie. Do you know what that is? I have no idea. Maybe it's a US toy, but it's this like little bobblehead. Imagine like a bobblehead pet and you get to pay, play with it. And then basically what I would do is I would sell the rare ones. I would buy it off Alibaba, sell it um, on eBay, Etsy, basically like drop shipping <laughs> girl paper be on your ass what do you mean <laughs> at nine years old that's true that, oh hopefully <laughs> they're not listening um and then uh, after doing that i really wanted to honestly i wasn't really sure what i wanted to do i just wanted to buy more toys so i was like well, what can i do to make more money and my dad at the time was like you should offer this video creation service to my clients because my dad does app building and software design all that cool nerdy shit for companies and I was like okay so my dad basically also was like you know why don't you start interning and working for me for free I was like okay free labor <laughs> it's giving child labor <laughs> oh my goodness. um anyways I love you dad um so I you know learned a lot from my dad he he really kind of gave me a little bit of insight but of course I wanted to spread my own wings I didn't want to just work and make videos for his clients so then I started my own agency so x8 media is the company started when I was 17, but I legally couldn't start it till I was 18. But um, yeah, basically after making my own videos, I wanted to help other brands really just to pay some rent, move out, and I drop it at high school. And then after dropping it at high school, I was like, oh shit, I don't have it, like a, a thing to fall back on. So I really try to hustle my way out. And then now we're here. I mean, there's a lot of steps in between, but that's just kind of how I started. It was really with making content because I love, I loved YouTube so much. That's my first love. Wow. Carter's heard the story so many times. He's like, wow. (laughs) You did miss one thing. NFTs. For the people that didn't didn't hear me, I said NFTs. (laughs) Carter, what's an NFT? A non-fungible token. What is that? Can you explain it? No. (laughs) Please explain it. I am not a person. You should not reach out to me about any NFTs. Didn't Those you have Web three in your bio on Twitter though? Like this is a little questionable <laughs> now. <laughs> Remove that shit. <laughs> it was a moment. It passed. <laughs> well, okay. We're not gonna go too deep, but an NFT is basically a digital asset. So think anything that has value and is digital on the blockchain. Okay. Our NFTs bullshit. Yes, but here's why I believe <laughs> it will still be super valuable the next ten years, and it will stay valuable forever. Why? So back in 2008, 2009, it was super weird to be a YouTuber, and that same era is what's happening right now with NFTs. I believe a lot of players right now are underdeveloped, same as when YouTube was still new, and it's just going to take time for NFTs to have value, to have long term. Um, you know, openness to the main audience. Like right now it looks bullshit because there's not enough utility and really powerful 
real case studies right now. And that's why I believe it will be valuable in the next 15 years because that's how YouTube started. Everything that's new and will replace technology was at the first start weird, taboo, and bullshit. Okay. <laughs> All right, what is our response? I am using uh, my Fifth Amendment right of being silent. Is that how it is? Is that the it, Fifth Amendment? I thought it was the Seventh. Was it? What, I'm not American, so I, 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 <laughs> he's not even American. I'm the American one who doesn't know amendments. The most important question of this podcast. Yes. What is your biggest finesse moment? I have a few. Working with a huge billion-dollar conglomerate company, my first clients. I think the biggest finesse moment was when I moved to LA and found the cheapest rent. That was my biggest finesse moment, and here's why. Claire. No, the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I illegally lived in a USC dorm for $800 a month because I couldn't afford real LA rent. So I became a student. Oh my God. Oh yeah. I, I think um, when, one of the first times me and Jade were talking about our moves and our stories, I think you brought it up and you even showed me one of your old IDs. <laughs> so I literally, you know, when you were going... And in growing your career, you don't have money for 3K a month rent, which is the normal rent here in LA. And I had to figure out something new. So I found this sublease on Facebook Marketplace. It was like USC dorm, you share it with another girl, but you had to be a student. So I just kind of misread it. I didn't really, I forgot to read the part where you had to be a student. So I ended up uh, getting in and my roommate was so confused. She literally thought I was a communication major in USC because I just forgot what to like, I didn't know what to say. I froze. So I just said, I'm a communications major, even though I wasn't, uh, I was making content full time. But um, that was my biggest finesse moment. What about you? Wait, let's get into okay. that oh, real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did that even happen? Like, what do you mean? Like, I found the thing on Face and Marketplace. That's just so funny to me. <laughs> she didn't ask more questions, though. Like, she was like, okay, you go to USC? I was like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, what major? Communications. Because I think that's the easiest one. Would you do communications, though? Yes, I'm such a good communicator. I feel like I would want to learn more. I like to say I am, too. I feel like I'd be a psychologist if I was to go to school. I think I would be, like, a lawyer. I could see that Kim K moment. It, it, it is but giving Kim like, K. I feel like although, with a K. I feel like you'd be maybe you'd be a good lawyer, but I don't know if you could like you or I could even do the seven years of school. Like I, I really think I wouldn't survive. But I don't think you have to go to. There's like you, the baby like, bar, right? Like, girl, girl, you still have to. You still have to do two years of for the baby bar. Two years, and it's like intense. I think I think I could do it. Okay, it's giving. You know. Okay. If it, Kim it K can do it, I can do it. But okay. <laughs> hey Jade, mm. this is this this question is a little deep. Mm, okay. So get ready. What was the turning point for you that you were growing up? Like when I knew I was growing up. Yeah, that things were changing. Mm. Your tastes were changing. You're being more mature. You're thinking about things a little differently. Yeah, it's when my boobs grew from a B cup to a D cup. Just well, that and, and I think that <laughs> the real answer I would say is like, when I knew I was growing up, I think was- You're like, a D cup? Yeah, bitch. Oh, I know. Okay, you can't tell this stuff. <laughs> I'm a humble girl. I'm like Billie Eilish. <laughs> 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 that's funny, that's funny. <laughs> we backed up back t-shirt Billie Eilish. 
Okay. When I was like 19, I noticed that the conversations between me and my parents were starting to be less like, hey, dad, how do, do I do this? And more like giving my dad advice, which is really weird when I start to see my parents as equal and like not necessarily taking care of my parents, but when you see them kind of eye to eye, it's kind of weird. It makes you feel like, wow, I'm an adult. So that was my growing up movement. And I don't think I'm fully grown up. Like I'm still learning. But the moment I realized like I'm not a kid was probably... 1918. Um, just to continue on that, what was what was it like leaving your home and feeling a little bit more independent and by yourself and alone? I think it was hard to be alone. I didn't realize how alone I would feel. Like I had a roommate, but we couldn't relate. She was in school and I obviously didn't go to USC. So I went to a lot of parties. USC parties? Actually, no. But I went to like other college parties nearby. Um, I didn't drink my first sip of alcohol to like 21. <laughs> but I wasn't actually a huge drinker. 21. I, I wasn't a huge drinker. I honestly just like, I went out to a lot of influencer parties in the area and I think it was fine, but I didn't have a lot of friends. Like I, I had like a lot of superficial influencer friends, but not close friends. Because I think it's hard to make friends and move to LA and have that circle in the beginning unless you have an established career already. And I wasn't, I just wasn't there. So it was definitely isolating. And two, it was hard to make money. It was hard to like feed myself and know how to like, you know, when you're a kid and you, you're cause like at 18, 17, you're still a kid. Right. Sorry, Karu. Actually you're 19 now, but you're still a baby, you know? And I like, am 19. <laughs> when you have so much money, I mean, not even a lot, like 60K, 70K, whatever full-time income is. Like, that's a lot to handle as a kid and you might not know what to do. So I had no idea how to handle it. And I grew up from a very, you know, my, Money was super hard growing up. I had to grow up from a, like even going to doctors was hard. So like, you know, coming from that childhood, it was really weird to have money all of a sudden. And I was very attached to money in a way of like, I wanted to look rich. I wanted to look cool. And by doing that, I spent more, but that's okay because I learned that. But I think that was a really big lesson to learn growing up and being independent. independent. I think it's part of the process, right? Yeah. I think it's part of, learning things and knowing what you like and also making mistakes. I think that, I think for us that develops us as a person, right? Yeah. You're allowed to make mistakes. I think that's the same, the thing I have to remind myself. It's like, just because I'm 21 doesn't mean I'm removed from making mistakes because I'm no longer a child. You're right. But once you turn 26, apparently I heard all the responsibility comes down to you and you are not, you are responsible for all the mistakes. <laughs> so we're not 26 yet though so it's okay oh, we got time <laughs> alright we have a fun little intermission we got dark we got serious let's take it up a fun notch Ooh. we're playing he's a blank but alright Kari the first one he's a 6 but he works in investment banking he's an 8 you know we love a provider yeah <laughs> that's easy Maybe a nine, but I don't know if investment banking is like my guy because I feel like investment banking to me, he graduated from NYU or USC and a little bit too, sorry if this is you, a little too, it's giving privilege. I think that's what it's giving. Yeah. But that's okay. You know what? That's fine. That's you know? fine. We won't blame you for being born with a golden or silver spoon, right? Yeah. It's just how you act. True after that. Exactly. Uh, I think that really defines you as a person. 
There's some really good rich people out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jade. Mm. He's an eight, but he he drives an LA Prius. An LA Prius? What's that? A Tesla. <laughs> I mean, a nine. My boyfriend has a Tesla, but... We hate biased queens here. I'm a little biased. That's the problem. What about you? What would you rate it? An eight. Really? Yeah. You don't... It, no points are given. No. Not even like a point five. Maybe a point five, if I'm being generous. To be fair, there's a lot of LA Priuses. It's like the number one car here, so it's not special. Yeah. I, I think, you know, at this point, I think, you know, I, I see a Tesla every day, so... Yeah. Well, would you would you give a point if it was any other car, like a Lamborghini? No, you're not a car guy. Not really. I think the a defining factor to me is you know the people inside the car. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Don't let don't let material things define you. But you just said you like a rich guy in investment banking. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> don't make home me up. <laughs> all right, all right. Next, next, next. He's a four, but he's a famous comedian. Okay. Is he like one of those quirky, cute comedians or those like, you know what I mean? Like, not really that good looking comedian. Well, he's a four. So obviously he's not the hottest man alive. You know what? I've, I thought there was like comedians were pretty hot, actually. I, I, lo I, I love a comedian. I love a good, you know, look at Andy Samberg. I would say eight. Yeah, no, eight. A actually. funny guy. I need someone who will... Get me rolling over when I'm 90 and yeah. can barely walk and can still make exactly. me can still make me laugh. I love a guy that has character, mm -hmm. that has just something with him, you know, full of energy. So, if you're listening to our podcast, you might be a creator. And as a creator, you gotta make that bread, right? But selling merch and creating products is difficult. I mean, you have to find the product, connect it to your website. Wait, build a website in the first place. Like who the fuck knows how to do that? Fourth Wall helps creators power their shops, memberships, and more. At Finesse Podcast, we actually use Fourth Wall, of course, to power our shops and merchandises. Fourth Wall not only helps you build a beautiful website, but also helps you create beautiful merch from their product catalog. Now, Fourth Wall isn't just a merch platform. It's your brand building bestie, okay? Many creators might start off with the basics like selling merch, but then they might wanna sell a candle, a makeup palette. So whether you're selling your first t-shirt or launching a membership, Fourth Wall has your back on wherever your brand takes you. That's why we're giving away $25 in free sample credits to any creator that signs up before the end of the year. You might be asking, what are sample credits? This is money you can use to buy samples of your merch. So whether you're selling a t-shirt, a mug, a hoodie, you wanna make sure that the quality is on par, right? And Fourth Wall is literally giving you $25 of free money to make sure you love your products. Name another brand building platform that offers you that. Join Fourth Wall, including your other favorite creators like MKBHD, Tiny Meeking, and of course us. If you wanna see what Fourth Wall has to offer, go to fourthwall.com slash finest. That is fourthwall.com slash finest. All right, back to the show. All right, guys. So you learned a little bit about me, Jade. Now let's learn a little bit about Karu. So Karu. Karu. Well, what do you? Well, we already know what you're wearing right now. Um, what are you currently obsessed with? It's not on the front question. But what are you currently obsessed with right now? I'm just curious. Just to start. Spy X Family on Hulu, and also the new Kardashian shows. Yes, of course. Oh, I forgot to last. I watched last Friday. I watched it, 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 it. I am, am well one I'm disappointed 
with Tristan Thompson. Uh, of course. That makes me lose faith in all men. Sorry, Zane. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Like, like, that is so bad. How can you pretend to be like, oh, let's create a family. Let's do this. Like, right when you know you you basically impregnate another girl oh. and have this whole fa- um, facade or what is it? Facade. 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 Like, it's just so evil. That's like just pure evil. It's just not okay. Same with Adam Levine. Oh, girl. Okay, so what do you... What do you do? What do I do? Yeah. So um, I am the VP of talent at Fanjoy. Wow. Get that mm-hmm. good coin, eh? I know. So what does that mean? Like, what do you do in that role? At a high level, I take care of our top clients. Wow. So I manage the relationship of all of our top clients at Fanjoy. How many, how I- many clients total would you say you talk to? About 10. Yeah, I would say mainly ten. And these uh, are are these are these YouTubers, Twitch streamers. What's the focus? Uh, all kinds. All kinds. Cool. Mm-hmm. And um, the rest are managed by our amazing team of brand managers and our talent team. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So, how did you you know get into that space? Also, how old are you right now for people who are tuning in right now? Well, as I said earlier, I am nineteen. <laughs> so, wh- what age did you start? Like that's so young. You must have started like when you were like nine or 10, right? Like where, where did you get to this point? The full story or short story? Medium. Medium. Just, yeah, tell me, tell me a little. So I started working when I was 13. I was bored, bored in the Philippines. And also I've been watching YouTube all my life. Same girly. I just got a computer for my 13th birthday from my dad and I really wanted to play video games. I've always wanted to play video games. Um, I think the only video games I played to that point was either my mom's iPhone. You know those iPhone games like Temple Run or Jetpack. Jetpack Joyride. Or exactly. Flappy Bird. Angry or, Birds. Or Cut the Rope. Cut the Rope. But those are all like the mobile games I played. And then I got obsessed with Minecraft around that time. And Heck so I really yeah. wanted to play Minecraft. And my mom said was... Oh, I can get you Minecraft, but for your next birthday, it was $24. It was a lot of money in the Philippines. I was like, how can I get this money? I have a computer now and all this. So I I started going through the forums, but I realized it was really skills and assets, really what like, you know, kind of help you make money. So I, I, back then, I I don't um, really condone this, but I, you know, got Photoshop um, and all the Adobe products. Not the best way, if you know what I mean. <laughs> the dark web. The dark web. I know what you mean, torrent. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> we do not promote uh, illegal downloading of services. Uh, sponsored by Adobe, just kidding. Uh, I love you, Adobe. You know, <laughs> I pay for your products now legally. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you guys charge me monthly on my credit card statement. 60 bucks a month for Adobe Creative Cloud. Girl, yes, I pay. <laughs> And so um, I started with that. I learned everything on how to do everything. And so uh, when I felt like I was ready and learned how to use all these tools, I created a form post saying, hey, I'm, uh, you know, if anybody needs a YouTube thumbnail or that's something, a poster or something. And that ended up me with my first client. I ended up uh, making one thumbnail for him. And I, to, to be fair, I didn't even know how to make a thumbnail. What, what did you make it on? Like PicMonkey? Or no. Oh, yeah. The Leo. I mean, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Photoshop. Yeah, 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 um, I just YouTube. How to make YouTube thumbnail. 
Wow. And literally just like and you were still thirteen, right? Yeah, I was still thirteen. Yeah, amazing. So I did that. Um, I think my first year I made about ten thousand dollars. At thirteen, what did 13. you spend it on? Girl, that lasted me for three years. Really? In the Philippines, yeah. It's amazing. I know, but like you know, you could only buy so much, right? With that much money. Fast forward, I was bored. Um, you know, made that money. The next few years, I dabbled in video editing, channel management, managed a lot of YouTube channels. Mm. Finally, I'm fifth. I'm fourteen or fifteen. I don't remember. So old. Just kidding. I just turned fifteen, or That's amazing. I, I believe. I was a big fan of the LCS, and there was this esports org called the Sentinels, and I was still a big fan of the whole org as a whole. So I just kept following them. Eventually, they sent Hearthstone, and then Fortnite, and Apex Legends, and I just kept following them as you know a community member who loved the org. Um, throughout that whole process, I would end up making a Discord server for their players or the, the people that they sign on to the team. And I'd be like that moderator on Twitch. You know, like I'd be like, community mod, Lo, let me help you out. Yay, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah. this. Surprisingly, I passed the first interview and I got in. All the players vouched for me, which I really appreciate. I think my hard work of me being there and always being consistent mm-hmm. with them paid off. And so they were like, oh yeah, he's good. So you got a salary drop? Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you say how much you made? Like around... I cannot say, but it was pretty good money for a fourteen-year-old. Uh, a fourteen-year-old. You were you went from you know I guess creator to moderator to now salaried employed at a, at a at a huge esports company. Where were you now after that? So one of the people I ended up taking care of, his name was Booga. Um, Booga. He was if for the people that don't know, he was on Jimmy Fallon, Good Morning America. And when you say took care of, did you mean like you managed him, or did you like make his thumbnails, or what? So I helped out a little bit in terms of like coordinating for him for the org. So nice. if there was anything the org needed from him, got it. He needed it for the org project management. Exactly. Got it. So um, during that time, you know, I knew him when he first signed, and I was there in, at the org, and. He, he was just kind of this, like, beacon of light for the Sentinels because we know he was going to win the World Cup for Fortnite. And he, it just took us by surprise, you know, our org being in that position. And so when he won, you know, the World Cup, he won, like, $3 million. He... Did you get that money? Did you get a No, cash? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> but it really... Gave a limelight to him and the organization and really put us in the map. I saw his success going from like not necessarily zero, but like to, you know, a normal person to now superstar. And that kind of inspired me to say, I can see or help someone go from this to that to stardom. And that made me feel like, oh, my gosh, this is what I want to do with my life is I want to help people. I want to give the spotlight to them. I want to help them become stars. And so. I always knew in my heart that, um, you know, reputation reputation means a lot in this industry. My mom taught me that, you know, being an entrepreneur herself, a saleswoman, as she says. And so I was like, I'm not going to start managing people. I'm not going to start doing this, this, that without first knowing how to do that. And so I uh, I reached out to one of the agencies that reached out to me um, uh, during the time when they were trying to sign Buga and luckily I found someone who trusted me enough to get me onto their agency. And at the time, you know, I was getting good money with the Sentinels and it was consistent. It was great. Me leaving the Sentinels for my brother and my mom and my family felt like a mistake because it was like, Oh, it was like this consistent thing. Right. I see. 
And so, like, this was a risk. And I was like, if I really wanted to grow, if I wanted to be, you know, to do something with my life, I, I, I need to take that risk. So I did. I became a talent coordinator. For uh, this? For this, uh, for this agency. Worked there for about two years. I think for me, I, I, those two years were really great for me because I got to learn and be really the sponge to see how the industry worked, how to do pricing, how to do this, how to do that. And it was great. And so um, after my tenure there, left, and I was like, I think, I, I think I'm finally ready to start my own agency. I did. And signed a bunch of talent, um, made a, some pretty good amount of money. But I realized almost a year in that I can always do this stuff. I will always find some people that I can believe in and help build up. What I can't and can't waste is my youth and my time. And mm -hmm. so I said, uh, and this was around the time I also met Chris and Chris for don't, who doesn't know is Fanjoy CEO. During this whole time, I kind of realized that I wanted to build generational wealth for myself. I didn't want to ha have issues with money. I didn't want to think about money. I wanted things where, it, mm -hmm. you know, I wanted to have ownership in what I was doing. While represents, re representing talent can be greatly money elusive and you can make a ton of money it's not very like you know opportunities come and go and so i wanted something where it's more ownership it's brand building it's it's real it's a company you know and so fanjo kind of gave me the opportunity to build brands and that's kind of that's kind of like why i chose them how old were you when you made your first one million dollars 16 do you feel like you grew up too fast I did. I think I, I definitely felt like I grew up a little too fast. Um, and to some extent, I didn't really have that phase of being that wild teenager. So, yeah, I think I did grow up a little too fast. Would you ever trade it to be a wild teenager or do you like your life right now? I am very thankful for my, what I for what what my life is right now. Would you say you still have those wild teenager moments or not really? Of course. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen them, Jay. Um, check my notes. Car is hungry for those who don't know. I'm always hungry. You know when you're so hungry, you start to, you start to not be hungry? Yeah. We are so thankful for you guys. We're going to ask Car one more question and then we'll hope to see you in our next episode. And we'd love for you to follow at Finesse Pod on all platforms so you guys can stay tuned and... Hang out with us more. All right, Karu. What is your biggest finesse moment? Moving to the United States of America. America. Tell me more. I think for someone my age and my allocates and not being not going to college, not going through that whole system, I am very thankful and I felt like I've finessed the system mm -hmm. to moving and immigrating to this country. Well, not immigrating, but like working here, you know? How did you like finesse? Like, you know, was it was it through your connection? Or was it through just like... No, I, I, you know, when the U.S. as a country, millions of people try to get in, mm. try to just have an opportunity to walk the same streets as us. Yeah, you know, and so I felt like it, it was, for me, there were so many people would die and even kill to be to have an opportunity to be in this country and i felt like i did it in such a way where i didn't have to go through that hardship mm 
and that time and that waiting. And so you so feel lucky. I feel very lucky and I felt like I finessed it to some degree. It's also really tough moving to LA specifically out of all the states, I think. Because LA, yes. first of all, you need to know how to drive. It's really hard to navigate without a car. You finessed without a car. Curry, when are you going to learn how to drive? <laughs> Soon, maybe. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, I think it, uh, I think I want to learn how to drive. I think it's part of growing up. Would you get an LA Prius as a car? Your first car? You know what? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. You don't, and, wanna, you don't want to key a soul? <laughs> maybe an SUV. Because I, I like having, I like, I like having like a big trunk. Car. Like oh, a big trunk. bag. Yeah, you, I like. You know why? Because you can lean the seat back and oh. watch movies. Yeah, that too. And, but like, I, I also like carrying stuff. I, I want to be that dependable friend kind of energy. You know what I mean? Like, like can Costco carry stuff. With, yeah. Exactly. You don't want like an LA Prius that, you know, like can barely hold anything. You Actually, know? LA Priuses are very spacious. Anyways, so moving to LA, I don't know how we got here. Um, moving to LA was probably a big finesse. Also moving to the US. Do you have any advice for people who want to be in your position um, and, and feel like they have to, you know, get the great degree, get everything to start. Like what would be your biggest advice to someone that was like 16 year old starting from scratch right now? A few things. Know what you want, hard intentions, and manifest it. These three things, well, you can literally do anything in the world if you have these three things. And I am a testament to that. Just be very intentional about the work you do, what you're doing, and who you're talking to just everything you do and you can make things happen like magic like magic like do you magic. believe in magic copyrighted oh, whoa. oh i think my advice for people in a place where you feel like you have to know everything to start to have a degree to have that job is you don't because the people you look up to, if you believe that they have it all together, they don't. And the truth is nobody knows everything. Nobody's an expert, truly, because the minute you call yourself an expert, it means you're not growing. So it's okay to fail and learn. I mean, take me for example. Like I don't know sh too much shit about you know smart contracts and crypto, but I'm building a company that's helping, empowering really important Web3 projects. Um, I didn't touch on that, but I, I really believe that you don't have to know the nitty gritty to do something new and innovative. And who the fuck cares if someone gives you shit for it? You know, there's going to be judgment from people. And I think that's the hardest thing. So my there's always is, judgy people. Bitch, yeah. You need to find a bestie like me and Karu who support each other and don't judge each other for, for trying things. It's okay to try and fail because everybody does, but some people don't do a good job sharing it. And I think that's the difference. And on social media, it can be so easy to look at people and like, wow, they have it all together. But the truth is they probably finesse it too. And that's okay. So I want you guys to know that this is a safe space. If you're building a business or just trying to get uh, you know, that job, get that degree, whatever it is in your career, this is a space for you to, to feel like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to get judged. I'm going to learn and we're going to have fun while doing it. Love that. I'm so good at closing podcasts. Oh All right. God. So, Kari, what should people do? They love the episode. What do people need to do right now before they leave this episode? You are, if you are listening to us on Spotify, you should click the follow button. Love There's this. no follow button. You have to give a five-star review. Oh, really? I think. Something. Any action item <laughs> that will help us, you know what to do. You, you guys know what to do. You we don't know, know it. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe, like, and comment 
Share it to your friends. Tell them how much you love us. Oh my gosh, go watch Finesse. They're great. Um, tag us on your Instagram story. That would mean a lot to us. If you can tag us, Carousel and Jade Nermawangsa in Finesse Pod, we'll check it out. And if you have any questions, feel free to leave it below and we'll answer in the next episode. And also, at Finesse Pod on Twitter. Yes, I, tweet us, tweet us. Tweet at us. We're more than happy to answer your questions. And uh, we're probably not going to be answering from our own account, but from the p- podcast account. Mm-hmm. And we'll add a little thing on who answered. But um, I would love to hear about more about your guys' stories and if you guys felt like you finessed it. But I think that should be it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much. And if you made it to the end, I, seriously, me and Karu can't say it enough, but we really appreciate it. You could have listened to any other podcast. There's Call Her Daddy, there's Emma Chamberlain's Anything Goes, but you're listening to Finesse, which means a lot to us. Um, and we're really humbled by your attention. I know this is the start and we really, you know, Carl who is a star builder and I'm a creator and we really believe that this is going to be a podcast that's going to help a lot of people, but we're starting small. So if you're the first listeners, we really appreciate it. We'll, we'll look back in the day and be like, oh my God, I remember episode one and you guys were there. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll see you guys later and hope you guys Vanessa! Bye. We're going to eat now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>